I'm Patricia Pierce. Welcome to the Evolutionary Activist Podcast. We are living at an important moment in our history, a time that is calling us into a new way of being, a new consciousness from which a sustainable, just, and peaceful future can arise. In this podcast, we explore ways to help that future take hold within ourselves so that together we can help it come forth in our world. Hello, evolutionaries, and welcome to this week's podcast episode. Several weeks ago, I interviewed Penny Gill, who is the author of a book called What in the World is Going On? Wisdom Teachings for Our Time. And that book has become very important to me in my own spiritual life. I I think it's just a wonderful resource. And one of the things, one of the central teachings in that book is how much fear is an obstacle to humans' expansion of consciousness. And I've just become more and more aware of, of fear and how it plays out in our lives and in our culture, and really been asking myself on a regular basis, how do we move beyond fear? Now, we all, of course, experience fear, and and, and that book and, and other books and you know, people talk about how there are two types of fear. There is a type of fear that that is useful for an organism. It's the type of fear that alerts the organism to danger that is in its immediate environment that requires immediate action. And then for humans, there is, and some other species, but primarily humans, there is this imaginary fear where where we, because we have imaginative minds, we concoct all sorts of scenarios that induce fear in us. And those are the, the imaginary fears that don't play any useful function. And those are the types of fears that can get in the way of us really opening up and expanding our consciousness and being in this intuitive communication with the non-visible realm and and with our own capacity to evolve. And so it's that imaginary fear that really is the thing that gets in our way. If you haven't listened to that podcast, that interview that I did with Penny, I would encourage you to go back and, and listen to it. Anyway, so, you know, I, I continue to investigate fear, and I investigate it when it arises in myself. And I am very aware of how it is playing out in our world right now, this imaginary fear that has so many people in its grip. Now, I know that many of us have very creative minds, and humans as a species, we have a very imaginative mind. And we, out of that imagination, that stunning human imagination, we have created amazing things. This little species on this planet, because of our imagination, have been able to send a Hubble telescope out into space and send back images of nebula. I mean, wow, that is a powerful imagination. And yet that imaginative mind is also one of our biggest tormentors. That imaginative mind that has the capacity to send 
to send these satellites and these these spacecraft out into space and has the capacity to to design um, particle accelerators to investigate the primordial essence of matter, that imaginative mind can turn inward and create really a hell realm within the mind, an imaginative hell realm in the mind. And when we are in that imaginative hell realm of the mind, we are closed down completely to our own inherent capacities, our own inherent abilities, our own, um, our own reality as, as spiritual entities that are experiencing what it is to be in bodily form. Now for myself, I know that one of the, one of the beautiful antidotes, and I, there are many, many antidotes to fear, but I know for myself my imaginative mind needs a sandbox to play in. It needs, it needs play. It needs to have that experience of just pure creativity. And I've done many different things in my life to, to live into that and to give that imaginative mind expression. I've, you know, I do collaging and I write and I have done pottery and, and I write music, which is one of my my first loves in the creative expression. So I, when I allow that imaginative mind a, a sandbox to play in, it is so happy. It is so happy. And that play energy is so effervescent and it is so expansive. And I really see that play is at the heart of who we are as humans. We love to play. And as children, we, we are born knowing how to play. And yet, as adults, we, we take on this air of, you know, seriousness and we, and we squelch that, that impulse to play. And when that impulse to play is repressed, it goes underground and it expresses itself in unhealthy and, and unhappy ways. And that's when we start to generate all of these catastrophic stories that may be just sort of like this dull sense of dread within us. And that is the imaginative mind that has not been given the opportunity to express itself in, in radiant ways. And so it sort of implodes on itself. And I think we all we've all experienced fear and we know the energy of fear we know that it is a contractive energy it's it's sort of like like the energy implodes and it turns inward and we sort of collapse in on ourselves and we know the opposite of that energy we know what it is to be in this energy of radiance of joy, of expansion. We know that energy, and that is, of course, the energy of love and the energy of creativity. And so for me, play is, <laughs> I guess I would say, a serious uh, spiritual practice. And it's play not to generate something useful. It's play simply for the experience of play. It's play 
to bring alive that effervescent energy, that expansive energy from which I am so open and so able to see and receive and embrace new possibilities. It's from that open and expansive mind that I can conceive a world at peace, that I can conceive a world where people are solving our problems creatively and in, with reciprocity. And so cultivating that, that play, cultivating that imaginative mind to be used in that way I believe is just so essential for us right now at this particular juncture of our evolution. And so I offer you that as a spiritual practice. Play. And it can be anything. It can be anything. You know, it, it, it probably varies according to every individual. What brings that sense of play alive? What, you know, maybe it's, maybe, maybe it's buying some of those, you know, bubbles that you blow and just blowing them and wow, watching the iridescence of, of those soap bubbles. How amazing. Or maybe it's digging in the dirt and planting a flower and maybe that gives you a sense of play. Or maybe it's taking up a lump of clay and just, just shaping it with your hands. Whatever feeds that in you, I really, really recommend it to you. And I know once in my life, I, I came to this awareness that my, my creative self was feeling paralyzed. And it was like this huge aha for me. And it wasn't long after that that, you know, how these synchronicities happen, but it wasn't long after that that Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way, found its way to me. And I started doing that. This was back in the 1990s, years and years ago. And that book changed my life. That's when I really opened up to this, the power of play. And I began writing music and I began doing all of these things that, that totally feed my spirit. So that's another book that I would recommend if you're not familiar with it, The Artist's Way. So I wanted to share all of that with you today to offer that as an antidote to fear. That play is a very powerful antidote to fear. And sometimes we can even bring play into our experience of fear and start to play with our fears and hyperbolize them and imagine creating a Saturday night skit out of, out of these voices of fear and doom and gloom. It can be a lot of fun. So I commend that to you. And until next week, I bid you peace. Peace.